this episode we recap the Pirates series and preview the Giants series. Welcome back to the Cubs Sweep Podcast. That's two sweeps in a row. Four. And six wins in a row. Yes, to start out the second, or five to start out the second half, six in a row with that. Last game against the Mets, but yes, we did sweep uh, Contreras and maybe perhaps final series at Wrigley Field, so that was nice. They both got hits in the final game, but we'll get to that. Yes, um, this was an emotional series for the Cubs and for their fans, and um, but we won, which was the really interesting part. It was like, yeah, this series was very sad and emotional, but guess what? The Cubs swept and won both games. So, got to go out on a high note, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. Cubs coming off the sweep of the Phillies. Uh, put Adrian Sampson on the mound against JT Brubaker in game one. And uh, he delivered another very solid start. Why is Adrian Sampson? I don't know why Adrian Sampson has been one of our better pitchers this year, but he just has been. And I'm just going to go with it. Because, just, you know, I'm not complaining. So, uh, Sampson started and threw very well. Uh, seven innings pitched, six hits, two earned runs. Uh, one walk and three strikeouts and an ERA of 320 on the season now. Problem was that the Cubs didn't do a whole lot of hitting in this one. Um, they were down one nothing. They tied it in the second, 1-1. Then they took a 2-1 to lead. Pirates tied it in the fifth, 2-2. Two to two. And throughout the whole evening, it seemed like the Cubs would get somebody on first or something like that or would have somebody on base and they'd be about to maybe score them but then they'd run into an out on the base paths or something would happen or they just, they never broke through until like the eighth inning when Nico Horner finally came up and delivered that clutch double into the right center field gap as he continues to be a top 10 shortstop in baseball offensively and defensively. And that lifted the Cubs to the win with Michael Givens getting his first win and Scott Efros getting his first save um, of the, well, Michael Gibbons, I guess that's not his, his first win, or... No, it's his sixth win. Where the hell am I getting that from? Okay, sixth win. Efron's got his first save of the season. Yes. Um, I say I to take game one, three to two, and final game, it was uh, Contreras... Was not catching his DH. I, I kind of figured he would have been catching, but at least he was starting. Anyways, in his first at bat, he got an ovation, and I think it was the first pitch, maybe the second, he flared a single out in the center. So that was a good moment for him and for the fans. Possibly his last hit in Wrigley. Yeah, um, he was, Cup fans greeted him very warmly and came uh, again. Good series. Uh, I thought it was interesting how Robertson did not appear. I'm thinking we have seen the last of David Robertson as a Cub. I would assume so. I think the Cubs have, I think 
uh, David Ross is under strict orders from the front office to not pitch David Robertson and keep him healthy um, while they work on a trade with either the Mets or the uh, Yankees. Sounds like those two teams are interested in David Robertson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that's what's going on here. Um, yeah, interesting I would how assume. Contreras caught game one, but then he DH'd in game two. And I was thinking, yeah, that's probably it in terms of him catching for the Cubs. Because if you're trying to trade a catcher, you know, they go through a lot of wear and tear. And Contreras is pretty tough. But, you know, you want to be safe. So I'm thinking that if we do see Contreras in San Francisco at all, in the, like, few games he'll actually be in San Francisco before he gets traded, I'm thinking he'll probably be a DH. And I'll just send out Jan Gomes or P.J. Higgins to catch the majority of the series in San Francisco. Yeah. Half was in the outfield both games. Um, yeah, so... That's about it for game one. Uh, there were more stop. double. Hap got a double and drove in a run in his first at bat that game as well. In game two? Oh no, game one. Yeah. In both games, I guess. In oh, game about, two, he. Are we did, wrong? Game two? Yeah, in game two, he drove in two runs. Yeah, and he just missed the home run, too, out in left center. Mm-hmm. Right on the wall, but. Tough luck. The wind was blowing in that day. Yeah. Ian Happ is without a doubt. I know how much everyone in the Cubs fan base loves Wilson Contreras, and all the trade rumors and speculation are mostly about him. But that is why Ian Happ is so valuable, because Ian Happ is a switch-hitting outfielder who is an all-star, who is having the best season of his career, who has one more year of control left after this year, and he's under 30. That is not... First of all, that is not common that someone like that is traded, you know, every year. And also, that's an incredibly valuable asset for any team that is contending to have. So, Ian Happ... I know how much we love Wilson Contreras, but Ian Happ is, without a doubt, the Cubs' most valuable trade chip because they don't have to trade him. They could easily just hold on to him until next year. And they could say, yeah, well, we, we didn't get an offer we wanted this time around. And we'll wait until next year. Maybe we'll trade him in the offseason or something like that. So the Cubs have all the leverage here when it comes to Ian Happ. They have, you know, they can say he's under control. He's having the best season of his career. Uh, he's young. You know, everything I just listed. And the other teams can do nothing except say, yeah, that's all true. And and the Cubs can say, and if you don't give us exactly what we want or give us a good offer that blows us away, we can easily just keep him. And you don't get half, and we keep him, and we'll see how you do. And just to go elsewhere. So they have all the power when it comes to Ian Happ. With Contreras, it's different. Contreras is a free agent at the end of this year, so that takes a lot of the leverage away from the Cubs because if the Cubs say, well, we want th- these guys then another team could say, like, well, we don't have to take him off your hands, you know. We could not do this trade if it's like the deadline day and the Cubs still have him. The other team could say, well, if we don't do this trade, he's going to leave in free agency, and then we'll just pick him up then, and he won't get anything for him. So it's a little different. Same with Robertson. Mm-hmm. Robertson and Contreras are both rentals, so 
even them together, I don't think it would net as much as an Ian Happ trade. If, if you wanted Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, like maybe the Padres have talked to the Cubs about, then you would have to give up. Like, I would think the Cubs would be asking for, you know, top 10 prospect in the farm system, you know, well-known guy in like double A, something like that. Because you're getting a great offensive catcher and a great offensive outfielder. So you're, you're going to get a haul if you trade both of them together. But I think the Cubs, honestly, it would be in their best interest to trade them separately. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, deadline that. is about a, how many days? A week Five. away? Five, yeah. six days? Yeah, it's okay. like, yep, it's about six so, days. We're approaching it's be five starting tomorrow. Yeah, we're approaching that. Um, but oh yeah, and Seiya Suzuki hit a home run this game as well, four hundred thirty-six feet. His power's tapping in recently, so that's nice. Now, all these late. West Coast games against the Giants. We got four of them. Good God. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Contreras. Just one, you know, obviously Wilson Contreras and Ian Hemp are still with the team and they got great receptions from the fans at Wrigley Field. So I have no idea what tomorrow will bring. If they're both still on the team by tomorrow's game. I'm sure they will get a great reception from the Cub fans that are out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to the Giants game, you could be the last people to see Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras play for the Cubs. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's interesting. Those games are all at night. So the Cubs have all day to trade Contreras and Happ. They don't have to worry yeah. about anything. I hate playing on the West Coast. All those damn game starting at 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Yeah, because you don't even see them. It's like, oh, the Cubs play? Well, I hope they win. And you bed. <laughs> uh, first game, anyways, was Justin Steele versus Alex Wood. Okay. Oh, that should be interesting. Uh, Alex Wood is okay. The Giants have been struggling lately. Yeah, they're under 500. Again, this is so hard to predict because, like, if the Cubs trade one of the half or Contreras or both, then it's like kind of changes the prediction. Yeah. Let's just assume they're traded on deadline day. Okay. Then yeah. I have the Cubs winning game one. Okay. Um, I have them winning four to two. Four to two. I'll say Cubs win game one three to two. Be kind of nice if Contreras' last hit as a Cub was a home run, in some way, because his first hit as a Cub was a home run. Yeah. Be kind of poetic. His first slap bat with his new team is probably going to be a home run too, just like Bryant Baez was. Yeah, it was weird. They all did that. I remember. Game two. It's a real feeling after that deadline last year, because because it was like, wow, they're actually gone. This year, yeah. it's like, well, now he's gone. Now they're all gone. So, <laughs> bit of a different yeah, feeling this time true. around. Also, I think it's more sad because I don't think Contreras wants to leave. And I think those guys maybe kind of did in their own way. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. 
Um, game two. Uh, Strowman and Cobb. Uh, man, it's like, you know, Strowman pitched very well. I think the Cubs win again. Maybe it's like 6-4. Okay. Alex uh, Scott was almost a Cub many years ago. Once upon a time. I'll say they win this one by the same score, 3-2. to two. Okay. Alex Cobb was almost a Cub back in like 2018 or 2017. <laughs> Cubs offered him a deal and he turned it down and signed with the Orioles. The Cubs signed Hugh Darvish. How different would history be and the current Cubs situation be right now if they had signed Alex Cobb instead of Hugh Darvish? The Cubs might not win the 2020 NL Central Championship. They might not make the trade. That That's the Cubs... And Preciado and those prospects, you know, who knows? Maybe the Cubs start rebuilding a lot sooner than 2021. I have no idea. Could be very different. That U Darvish signing changed the Cubs in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, game three, <laughs> Smiley against Junis. Okay, I think the Cubs lose this one uh, four to one. I'll say. Cubs lose five to two. We really need Smiley to have a good game, though. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they don't pitch Smiley. Maybe mm. they have someone else pitch because they're like, "Well, I don't want to trade Smiley." So well, I have no idea. We'll see. I think who he knows? needs probably one more game, good game, to get a fairly decent return. So, you know, the Giants then underperforming. I think they do put him out there and see how he can. Against them. I heard on the radio today that maybe, you know, the sports talk people were like, hey, what about Drew Smiley for the White Sox? And I thought, uh, for who? Like, who do you have? Cubs want prospects. You have two good prospects. That's it. They have that, old, that Colson Montgomery guy and the, some other guy. Forget that's it. So I don't think it's wise to make trades with the White Sox anymore. Game uh, four, Sunday Night Baseball, Adrian Sampson against Carlos Rodon. Really, really should have been a Cub. Yeah, maybe he will be in this offseason. Yeah, he might opt out. We'll see. I'd love that for I'd love for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Cubs lose. This yeah, one. that's a lose. ESPN game, so we're definitely going to lose. I think the Cubs lose this one 7 to 4. 7 to 4? Yeah. It's like one say... of those games that's like kind of close, but then it just kind of ends up slipping away from them, I think. Oh my god, these fake Jeff Bassan accounts are making me mad. They keep uh, tweeting, like, oh, the Cubs I'll are trading. I'll say Cubs okay. lose 3 to 2 this time. Hmm. So a split with the Giants is what we both predicted. Nice. Let's see. Oh, game two is on Apple TV. Cool. Oh boy. That'd be exciting. Well can't wait to hear those fucking terrible broadcasters. Sure. 
So, uh, other baseball news, Andrew Benatendi went to the Yankees, which people may think, oh, that has nothing to do with the Cubs. Actually, it does, because the Yankees were rumored to be a suitor for Ian Happ, and now he's no longer going to the Yankees, I would think. I would think the Yankees hunt for an outfielder is just about done. No Juan Soto, no Ian Happ. Of course, you could technically still trade for one of them. It just wouldn't make sense. After acquiring Benintendi, you might want to go get something like Luis Castillo. Uh, and then it was also reported that the Blue Jays were in on Andrew Benintendi. Uh, and were trying to get him, which is kind of odd because he's not vaccinated. But Hap is vaccinated. Benintendi is not, which is a big story when he got traded and when he was about to be traded. So Ian Hap to the Blue Jays, maybe? We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe they turn their attention to Hap now. He won't come cheap, as I said before. Very valuable asset in Hap. People are yeah, hopefully, hopefully thinking. we can find a way to grab Gabriel Moreno. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, it's this is what I think. I think the Cubs hold on to their assets as long as they can because if you remember last year, everyone was thinking, "Oh man, Bryant Rizzo and Baez are going to be traded like any day now." And then they weren't traded until the day of or the day before. So I think Hoyer's just going to do the same thing. And we're just going to be sitting here and speculating until like August 1st or August 2nd, which is a Sunday and a Monday. So, yeah, I I think Hoyer's going to put the pressure on teams. And I think I would not be surprised if Ian Happ is traded on deadline day, if he's traded at all, because he's so valuable and Hoyer can really – make other teams sweat and turn up the heat. If there's like one hour to go before the deadline, the Cubs still don't have. You know, you gotta and you really want him, you gotta give Hoyer just what he wants. So that's what I think. Yeah. That's probably what's gonna happen. All the trades will be the day of or the day before. So be interesting. Wouldn't it be so weird if that Juan Soto trade happened on deadline? It may. Definitely may. Well, is there anything else that we need? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that will be the end of this one. And let's see. Next episode would be on the trade deadline or after, yeah because right the Giants before, series goes until Sunday yeah so we'll have the Giants series recorded or uploaded on the first uh, and we'd have yeah. one more before the trade deadline so we have a Twitter space with Dom tomorrow oh yes at 11 uh, on Twitter, it's not a podcast. You won't find it here. You have to go on Twitter and look for the space. It's at eleven o'clock, so I will be yawning. And I'll be upset uh, because I will be up early. <laughs> I just don't want to get up. Be awake at eleven o'clock. But what time up? for? Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, oh well. Uh, well, that's going to end this one. We'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.
Goodbye.